Hey y'all, what's up? This is Chris Robertson from Blackstone Cherry, and you're watching CMS TV. It's Anthrax right here on your classic metal show with uh, Fight Them Till You Can't. Wrapping up a little montage of the uh, participants in the, uh, quote-unquote, the Pantera reunion. Yes. Maybe you'd appreciate that uh, little block of heavy music to wipe the taste out of their mouths of the the awful little river band. (laughs) I was wondering which guy from the Little River Band joined Pantera. Yeah, really. <laughs> Rocking that shit. Yeah, I knew they. I knew they had had some energy, but not that much. Jesus. Yeah, look, yeah, look at that. <laughs> it's like it's like going to that uh, that um, extreme concert with uh, Slayer and and uh, James Taylor. Yep. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if the first show? Here's our new singer. It's whoever the singer is for Little River Band. I don't know who the, I have no idea who their singer is, but do you have any, do you know any name of any guy in the Little River Band? You know, I was, I was not that big of a fan. I mean, I knew the songs, but I, I never owned any of their stuff or ever saw them live or, you know, I mean, they were one of those uh, bands that you heard on the radio a lot, you know? All right. Here's the Little River. I just looked it up real quick from their debut album. Um, because I'd imagine it's probably the same for the first few. They had two lead vocalists, three lead vocalists. They had Beeb Bertles. They had Graham Goble, and they had Glenn Shorrock. Any of those names ring a bell? Not a not a one. Yeah, me either. I don't know who any of those guys are. And just for clarification, not a single one of them is in the band today. Yeah, I didn't figure. The the oldest guy in the band today is bassist Wayne Nelson, who was in the band from 80 to 96 and 99 to present. And then everybody else joined in the 2000s. Okay. So there you go. Dude, are they still touring? Good Lord. <laughs> I guess if the Temptations could still be touring, why not? Yeah. Are, are, I mean, are there any quote unquote original members still in the band? Doesn't appear to be. No. So, so they're touring as little river band, but, yeah. or they're still together as little river band or whatever, but there's nobody that established the band in the band. No, the oldest guy was in the band. Five years after it started. Right. Wayne, Wayne Nelson. Okay. Which, which good for him, I guess, you know, he plays bass. He sings good for him. He's the, he's the lone, he's the lone man standing in that group. Yeah. And he's not even one of the lone men. He's just, no. he's just one of the oldest members. Yeah. <laughs> are, are these other guys dead or something? I'm looking. No, no, they just don't want to do it. Because they were born in 1944. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. So Glenn Chirac is 78. Um, where's the other guys? 
Glenn Graham Goble. He is 75. And B.B. Beeb Bertles is 73. So, yeah, I get it. They just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, they're, they're old. They are old. <laughs> yeah. Trying to see if they're still, it doesn't look like any of them are doing anything anymore. So just enjoying that little river band money. Yeah. They, they made their bones. Yeah. I'd imagine all those, the three that we named, they were all in the original band. So they got the big cake. I'm sure they, yeah, they, they were in when they were making their hits. Yeah. So they made the big money. I would imagine. Yeah. Good. For um, them. So I was talking about legacy bands and all, um, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess supposedly foreigner is calling it a day. Not supposedly they announced the final tour. Okay. Yeah. They're done. Dunzo one more tour and out. So what do you think brought that on? Uh, I don't know. The fact that they have one guy that's an original member that's barely there. Yeah. He doesn't show up that often, but you would think that being kind of a faceless band as foreigner is mm-hmm. that, they, that they could continue just playing foreigner music as long as they wanted to. I, I, I almost wonder if, if it doesn't make sense for one of these, one of the guys that's currently in the band, Kelly or Jeff or both or whatever to form head games or something and just go out and do the, the endless, you know, the, the Leonid tribute to foreigner. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. It's like, I would, maybe, I would oh, still or, see it or maybe, I don't know, not that I don't know what Kelly's got going on, but you wonder if maybe he's tired of doing it. Could be tired of being shit on by Lou Graham. <laughs> yeah, he might be. I mean, he's been doing it what 20 years or whatever. Yeah. He's been doing it a long time. Yeah. I, he might be tired of doing it, you know? Jeff's freeing himself up to do that big docking reunion. Yeah, I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, I just I think that window is slowly closing for for good. Yeah, I think well, it's closed because obviously, uh, you know, Mick isn't playing anymore. Right. So you really can't have a quote unquote a true docking reunion without Mick. No, not at all. Yeah, without Mick and. And I mean, is George, I guess George would probably commit to doing it. He's damn near touring with Dawkins anyway. Well, that's the whole thing. That's, that's the whole package right now is yeah. the fact that George is still playing with, with Don and, yeah. doing, you know, doing three or four songs together. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. obviously he's rebranded the Lynch mob again. Yeah. And, you know, making, making his bones using the Lynch mob name, even though it's so racist and all. <laughs> wait a minute do i need to turn youtube off again <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just kind of funny that uh that that lasted just a little over a year yeah and i was like yeah nobody knows that name of that band that electric freedom band and honestly nobody nobody except for some dummy that crawled into george's ear fucking gave a shit about lynch mob no one cared no one ever cared nope now to be, to be honest though, and you know, the guy better than I do. I mean, I, I know George only from interviewing him from time to time, Sure, but I do know that he is kind of invested in that whole into social 
social justice type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's stuff, a, he's, you know? he's a he's a libby. He's not, but he's not only a libby. He has spoken before with his craft, like with Shadow Train and stuff like right, that. Right, right. Doing like tributized records to the Indian people or yeah, Indian heritage yeah. and shit. Yeah, the indigenous people. Yeah, so he's actually. You know, at, at least with him, he's put his he's put his money where his mouth is, at least on some level. Sure. So, do you think that it was somebody that was chirping in his ear? Do you think that he really, as the world changed, got scared for his own career? I think that with the Black Lives Matter thing, you know, the the noise that they were making a couple years ago, mm-hmm. probably thought, well, if, if they're making any kind of an impact here with their movement, even though we've all learned it's a big sham. Allegedly. No, it is because I look at because now it's being reported about all the money they bilked out of people. And they all right. And out goes the YouTube again, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So all of a sudden now it's like, wow, what a big sham. I guess I can use lynch mob after all. Yeah. Because I'm I'm losing revenue because nobody will uh you know hire me you know my band because nobody knows what electric freedom is right you know it's just like uh, again band versus brand it's the name recognition you know I built up Lynch Mob for thirty plus years right and I can't use it or I don't you know I'm thinking I can't use it or don't want to use it and it's just like yeah well no promoter's gonna hire your band under that name yeah it doesn't sell tickets that's it and that was it and it it didn't yeah so so you've already you've already made your mark and it's under that name and that's what people know and you know it's like yeah kind of i guess it makes financial sense for me to stay that way even though it's god forbid it's racist yes god forbid All right. Well, what, what is it that you were thinking about doing a segment on? All right. So let me pull it up here real quick. Um, have you seen all of this infighting and not infighting? It's definitely public now. This fighting with Journey. No. Well, there's a big, big, big controversy with journey right now really i mean the, even with this new lineup without uh ross valerie and and uh oh, yeah. really i thought i thought they were the problem i thought uh steve smith was the problem and ross valerie was the problem well now there's a new problem oh there's a new problem there's a new problem and as I, I know jonathan kane and and uh and neil sean were kind of poking at each other because of jonathan's religious religion you know religious belief and his preacher wife and you know her being a quote-unquote a a a, um, council or religious council to president trump and this was a problem and Mm -hmm. blah blah blah, so well now those two fine fellows are suing each other again jonathan and and uh and, and Neil Sean are each suing, suing each other. <laughs> okay. All right. I wasn't aware of this. When did this all come down? 
in the last week or so, it's been it's it's been announced in the last week or so. But I think the lawsuit was filed two weeks ago, three. Now weeks are ago. they are they still playing together? Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> On opposite sides of the stage, I would imagine. All right. <laughs> They're still performing together, but they are actively suing each other, and they are throwing some haymakers of allegations at each other. Okay. This ain't gonna end well. There's no way. This ends well. I mean, I mean, if they're still actively together in the band and playing in the band, you know, you're just gonna look across the stage and you know, motherfuck that guy and motherfuck that guy. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, it's 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 like the Queen's right thing. Yeah, with with uh, Jeff and 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 Rockenfeld, you know, spitting mm-hmm. at each other and you know kicking each other's drums over and shit like that. this is this is going to end that way it's yeah. got to it has to because these guys are going to be on stage and somebody's going to punch somebody in the face right there's just no way that it doesn't happen this way okay so here's the i'm going to summarize this and you can go to blabbermouth and read it if, if people want to but okay um so there's a corporate account called call i i'm not sure if it, the corporate name is namota or if that's the account name or whatever but there's something called namota n-o-m-o-t-a which allegedly is the journey corporate bank system okay and neil says that he has been restricted from seeing the money Okay. That's in the account by Jonathan Kane and his wife. They won't let him see and make act, make. They won't let him see what's going on with the finances. Well, isn't that what uh, the complaint was with um, with Jeff Tate and his wife and the I rest think- of the other guys? Something <laughs> similar to that. Yep, I think we have another Yoko situation. <laughs> well, it was it was you know she has Jeff Tate's wife was running all the band business mm-hmm. okay? and the other guys didn't seem to have a lot of, uh, input or didn't know what kind of money that they were bringing in or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. So that, so that's Neil, Neil is suing for that. And he put out on whatever book, I don't know which, which thing he put out, but on some social media, the only comment I'll make at this time is it's, all very unfortunate and try and I tried for over a year to attain our corporate records for Nomota with many personal emails to John, as well as many legal letters stating it's my legal right to see all, but I was left with no choice but to take it legal. So he's suing, he's suing Jonathan Kane. Okay. And that's bad enough, right? You would think it's- so. Well, there's more because Jonathan Kane threw a goddamn nuclear missile into this thing <laughs> with his response. <laughs> uh, Kane released the following statement to Blabbermouth, directly to Blabbermouth. Okay. This is a matter that should have been resolved privately, but I am forced to publicly respond now to Neil's malicious lies and personal attacks on my family and I in an effort to garner public support for his ill-conceived lawsuit, a lawsuit that has absolutely no merit. 
Neil has always had access to the credit card statements. What he lacks and what he is really seeking is the ability to increase his spending limits. Uh. <laughs> Since Neil decided to publicize what is going on, I can tell you we will present the evidence to the court that shows that Neil has been under tremendous financial pressure as a result of his excessive spending and extravagant lifestyle, okay. which led him which led to him running up enormous personal charges on the band's credit card account, Jonathan continued. When efforts were made to limit his use of the card to legitimate band expenses, Neil unfortunately tried to attack me rather than trying to get his reckless spending under control. I am saddened by the situation for Neil and for our fans, but since Neil filed the lawsuit, I suspect he will not be able to ignore the court like he has ignored countless financial advisors and accountants he has hired over the past several years who have tried in vain to help him. <laughs> Ow! Ouch. Uh, I, need, I need more money. I need to know what's in that account. In a separate statement, Kane's attorney, Alan Gutman of Gutman Law, said, the evidence will establish that Sean's financial crisis has nothing to do with his professed unfettered access to Nomoto's records. Our investigation has established that Sean's personal financial problems resulted solely from his reckless spending, including what preliminarily appears to be charging more than $1 million of improper personal expenses on the band's corporate Nomoto Amex card. Sean's complaint is a classic example of desperate people doing desperate things. Hmm. It's very unfortunate that Neil and Neil alone has created such difficulties for himself and his family through his pro profligate, profligate, P R O F I G A T E, profligate spending. So there you have it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, those, those, I could just see, um, you know, those love songs are going to feel so good coming from these two, right? <sighs> Who's crying now? Right. Probably Neil because he doesn't have access to the credit card. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine having this kind of horse shit in the public eye and going out there and going, what's up here, Houston? We're here to rock tonight. I just I just never understand why these guys gotta take this stuff to the public. Yeah, this should have, Jonathan said it best. This should have been handled privately. Yeah, I know. It's just like, why, why are you airing this out to the public? Yeah. And I have no answer to that, dude. I really don't have a clue why you would do such a thing. I mean, cause I mean, the fans really don't need to know about this and, and no. it's really nobody else's business. It's just like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah. I wonder, I mean, is Arnell a member? Or is he a, I don't know. Is he a hired gun? It's hard to tell. Cause if he's a member, this would affect him too. I would, I got to think by now he's a member. Don't you think? Been a band fucking what? 20 years, 15 years. Can't imagine. He's still a fucking pay to play guy. Well, according to what I'm reading here. Yeah. Um, they're saying that this, this, uh, what is it? Um, this LLC is a 50, 50 
ownership between Sean and uh, Jonathan Kane. Oh boy. It's a 50, 50 deal. Mm, all right. So maybe he is a contractor. All right. Boy. That's a lot of money. I mean, they're saying that he took a million dollars. I wonder if he could go to jail for that. Mm. That's a lot. It is a, it, it is a lot. I mean, it, he can't, he, I don't think this would be a civil suit. This would not be a, a legal thing unless he oh, you embezzled a million dollars from a corporation. Yeah. I mean, that it could be perceived as a, well, if it's a criminal it, thing. If it's a criminal thing, if somebody presses charges or if it's a, if you're hiding this money from your taxes or something like that, it could be a tax evasion thing, but if yeah. it's just within your own corporation, it would become a civil thing. Unless Kane went to, depending on how ugly it got, if Kane went to the police and said, Hey, I want to file charges on this guy. He embezzled a million dollars out of my company. Mm -hmm. That could end up being a criminal trial. Yeah. Neil better just figure out how to pay back that million dollars and <laughs> better book an extra tour or something. <laughs> That's wow. Okay. <laughs> Just you just gotta think about that though. It's just like what why why are you in such financial straits? Yeah. That I mean, that's gotta what could he be buying? That this guy that's been in journey for 50 fucking years. Well, started the band. Yeah, and and it ain't like it's a small band that's had ups and downs. Journey has pretty much always been a moneymaker. Well, other than the first couple of records, but once they took off, they really took off. Hmm. Can you imagine? Yeah, I'm just you know, reading. The, you know, it's the craziest thing about this. What's that? Neil could literally just book one of those journey through time tours and make the money to pay this back. That just, man. It's got to be great to have that kind of fucking skill <laughs> or that That's kind cool. of, that kind of heritage, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if they were, if they, if the band business was in such dire straits, some, some, uh, finagling and wrangling to get, uh, Steve Perry to come back. Yeah. That would, that would put them over the top as far as like a big tour again. And so it's like, okay, I'll do it just this once. And then we're, we're going to call the band a day. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Well, I know it's not, but I'm just saying that, that if they were able to somehow wrangle Steve Perry into coming out of retirement yeah, and do one last run with, with you know, I'm just going from Steve Perry's, uh, you know, Thing. it's like okay I'll, I'll do this for you guys but after this is done let's call it a day yeah well i mean crazier things have happened i guess but yeah. i mean that's kind of kind of what happened with uh guns and roses yeah i just can't see steve wanting anything to do with this oh, well but the thing is, is steve still has a vested interest in journey though he still yeah, but he gets paid no matter what that, well, again, uh, if, if the band doesn't uh, make any money. True. 
you know, or, or they bankrupt the, the, the entity or whatever. I mean, you know, he's kind of like a shareholder in a way. Yeah. Steve Perry sang lot. I'm looking for the video. Speaking of Steve Perry, he just played live somewhere like recently, like in the last month or two. And I don't see the video out here. I should have grabbed it when I saw it. I watched it. It was actually not bad. Um, shit. I can't find it. He, he showed up at like some friend's gig and sang like two songs. He sang like, Oh, Sherry or something. He sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. And like ask the lonely. It was like two kind of oddball songs. It wasn't like, you know, don't stop believing or whatever. It was like, Oh, Sherry. And, um, um, I believe it was ask the lonely. Let me try that. But I was surprised. No, no teeth rattling around in his face or nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not finding it. God damn it. Oh, well, whatever. He's not coming back. He wants nothing to do. He knows he can't do it anymore. Yeah, of course. And unlike the rest, he's got fucking pride. He's just like, fuck it. I know I can't do that. So I'm not going to do it. And I, and I applaud him for that, to be honest. I mean, how many of these guys have we watched do this and it's just embarrassing? You know, so. Well, good on him. Good on him. Bad on Neil or Jonathan or whoever's lying in that case. Man, what a mess. Uh, you would think that they would still be making any money because Sean and Kane, through their company Freedom JNLLC, own the yeah. trademark registrations to many of Journey's biggest hits, covering the use of names on T-shirts, hoodies, and other forms of apparel, making it easier for the band to sue someone selling those items. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office issued the registrations between February and May. In his right. petition, Perry claimed the trio had an agreement that required unanimous consent for any business decisions related to the trademark that he had not authorized uh, that he had not authorized said consent. He also accuses Sean and Kane of fraud on the trademark office by which he claims is inaccurate information about the trademark. So Perry, Perry has a little, little thing beef going on there. Yeah. Another reason he ain't coming back. Yeah, three and a half years ago, uh, Sean and Kane were embroiled in a legal dispute with former Journey drummer Steve Smith and Ross Valerie. On March 3rd of 2020, Sean and Kane filed a lawsuit against Valerie and Smith, who had, who had been members of Journey on and off since the band formed in 1973, claiming the two attempted a coup in order to gain control of the Journey trademark. Hmm. Maybe that wasn't such a bad idea now, you know, now that we're looking at it, you know, a couple of years later, Jesus. The suit, which sought more than 10 million in damages, accused Smith and Valerie of holding an improper shareholder and board director meetings in February of 2020, during which they ousted Kane and Sean from leadership <laughs> post that nightmare productions under the incorrect assumption that the company held the rights to the journey name. An answer filed by counsel defended Valerie against the complainant's allegations and the cross-complaint attempt to dispute and refute these allegations. In April of 2021, Sean and Kane reached an amicable settlement agreement with Smith and Valerie. 
Journey now consists of Sean and Kane, longtime singer Arnel Panetta, drummer Dean Castronovo, good, uh, keyboardist backing singer Jason Derlotka, and bassist Todd Jensen. Mm-hmm. What happened to Randy Jackson? Yeah. I guess he didn't make the cut. I guess Sorry, not. Dog. Sorry, dog. You're cut. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to Hollywood, dog. So. Boy, what a mess. What a mess. One of those. All right. Here's just a thought. And you tell me what you think. Do you think these guys fell apart when Herbie Herbert left? I know he died now, but I mean, he left before he died. Well, they, um, obviously they called it quits in 86. Mm-hmm. And they were apart for 10 years and then they made their, they made their attempted comeback with a new record and they were supposed to tour and stuff. And then Steve backed out of the tour citing he had to get surgery on his hip. Right. And that's when they said, well, we're going to continue on his journey with or without you. And that's when they found Steve on Jerry. And then, uh, you know, they, they've, uh, and again, I, I don't know when did, uh, when did Herbie Herbert, uh, no longer manage the band when Herbie they, Herbert. when they, when they called it quits in 86 after raised on radio, well, let's see best known for Santana and journey. <laughs> no, um, let's see in 1993, Steve Herbert. Steve Perry in 1993, Steve Perry asked that Herbert be replaced due to personality conflicts. By 1995, Irving Azoff was hired to be the band, was hired by the band to be their next manager. So, okay. 90, 94, 95, he left. All right. You know who but else he, wow, this is weird. You know who else they, he managed that we know? Who's that? Enough's enough. Herbie, Herbie Herbert managed enough. enough. Wow. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, journey for the, you know, was inactive for all those years though, Mm -hmm. you know, so during the time he was quote unquote, their manager, I mean, I'm sure he managed some band business, but I'm not sure what, what he would have done. Yeah. Like DVD releases or whatever. Greatest hits. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then they, and then when they came back, they probably brought in Irving to make the big comeback. Well, Irving Azoff is the guy to have on your side. I mean, he's managed some of the biggest people out there. Yeah. I know he doesn't manage journey now though. Now they're managed by Neil. I know that's true. Neil's the manager. That's probably a part of the problem too. (laughs) Well, that's, that's what happens when you, when you have one of the members managing the band, it, it becomes a real problem. Again, it's the, it's the Queensryche situation. Right. Yeah. It's a, just, I think like everything else, it's just another marriage and they're all doomed to fail. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, these guys are way too old to be having these issues. Yeah. God. I mean, these issues, you, the, the, you would have thought that these type of issues may have cropped up, you know, when they were at their apex. Yeah. 
You would just think at this point they just show up, cash their checks, and are happy. Happy that there's still 15, 18,000 people that want to see them. You know, instead of everybody else that they came up with that's playing the fucking backyard barn fest or whatever. Playing your state fairs. Yeah, exactly. The rib cook off. You know, Journey still has a very legitimate, they're a legitimate draw. Hmm. What a mess. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, Neil's almost 70. So they got to be near the end of the road anyway, don't you think? think so? Yeah, you would think so. It's just like, dude, like, why don't you just, yeah. Just be happy for what you've, you've earned over these years. Yeah, just book the final show in San Francisco. Have Steve Perry come out and sing it and done. Yeah. Cash it out. Charge like $20 million for the production. Someone will pay it. Somebody will pay for it, especially out there. Make your 20 million, split it two ways or three ways, whatever. Pay Arnell his 1500 bucks to stay away from it. And you're done. <laughs> yeah and they're on their 50th anniversary tour they gotta be close to done boy how bad is that jonathan kane wasn't even an original guy and he's a fucking 50 percent owner <laughs> it's all attrition yeah i guess it's also has a lot to do with when you write all the biggest hits i guess you have a little bit of pull when you write like 10 number one hits in a row And oh, he, well, that's the way it goes. It came from the babies. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. So there you go. That's what's going on in the journey camp. Very sad. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see here. I know that yeah. we don't pay any attention to... Uh, to uh, what goes on as far as the music charts over in Europe or the UK or the U S well, talk, <laughs> talk about the biggest albums of all time, I guess. Right. Should have preference that. Sure. Uh, the official charts company have revealed the 20 best selling debut albums in UK chart history and a rock artist is number one. Okay. Uh, let's start at number 20. All right. Um, 2004's day, uh, release by the band, the killers. Are you familiar with them at all? Yeah. 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 I don't know that. I, I don't love them, but they're, I've heard them. So what's, what's their hit? I don't know them that well. All right. I'm going to look them up here. I've heard them, but I don't know shit about them. I don't know anything about the killers either. I know of them. Uh, their biggest song has. Holy shit. A A billion plays. A billion plays. A a billion and a half plays. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Brightside. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. God, I gotta be down because I want it all. It started out with a kiss, had it in a black 
she's calling a cab while he's having a smoke and she's taking a drag now they're going to bed and my stomach is sick and it's all in my head but she's touching his chest now he takes off her dress now let me go Boy, for a song that's got over a billion plays, billion and a half plays on Spotify, I've never heard that. I've heard it. I've definitely heard it, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know them very well. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, that's the killers. They, they, they're. Their debut was at uh, number 20, the 20th most okay. debut. Okay. Uh, coming in at 19, Oasis, definitely maybe. Fucking killer record. Oh, you got that one? Are you you're oh, familiar yeah. with that one? I am definitely familiar. With, I love, 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 love Oasis. Really? Yeah. I did. You know me. I love the Beatles, and and they are definitely a derivative of the Beatles, so. I remember you when know. they, you know, I was in broadcasting school when they were kind of making their splash mm-hmm. and obviously Wonderwall was their big, their big hit. Yeah. Champagne supernova. And, and what was the other one? Da, 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 without you. Oh, uh, our don't way. look back in anger. Stop. Yeah, don't look back in anger. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're great. I don't care what anybody says. They're great. They actually branched off. They dumped one of the brothers and then they formed a band called BDI. And okay. that band was great too. Okay. I, I'm a big fan of Oasis. I really like them. All right. Very good. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should somehow realize what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. All right. There's Oasis. Yeah. That, what's funny is that's from um, What's the Story Morning Glory, that song. Uh-huh. And I mean, that was obviously the biggest hits were on What's the Story Morning Glory, but Definite Maybe is a better album. The okay. the debut was better with Supersonic and... um Live forever and cigarettes and alcohol. There's a lot of great songs on that album. It's okay. fucking great. Uh, here's one I'm not familiar with. Maybe you know. You'll probably go. Yeah, I have no idea either. Uh, okay. I'm gonna think this is Emily. E M E L I. Would you say that's Emily? E M E L I. Emily Sand. S A Sunday. Sunday. I think it's Emily Sunday. I do not know shit about her. 
Okay. I know the name, but is that Adele? I'm looking. I think that's Adele. Adele Emily Sunday. Oh, okay. Oh no, she's known professionally as Emily Sunday. I guess that's a different person. No, that's not. That's not. It's not Adele. I know nothing of this artist. Okay, well, this is this is her biggest hit. Read all about it. Okay. You're biting your tongue You've spent a lifetime stuck in silence Afraid you'll say something wrong If no one ever hears it How we go Sounds like Joel Sounds like every fuck scene in the show Powder Power <laughs> In every in every, uh, There's like tons of fucking that goes on on that show It's, it's okay. a show called Power It's on stars right. And every time they start fucking somebody They play music that sounds just like that Piano driven R&B chick that's going to break out at some point with a I don't know no, how it could be the kind of she, like I said, she just kind of reminds me of Jewel. Yeah, I don't know how that could be one of the top 20 ever, but okay. Well, that's one of the t- the top 20 debut on the UK charts. All right. She comes in at 18. All right. Uh coming in at 17 was Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh coming in at 16 is somebody you just mentioned a minute ago. Adele. Adele. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she comes in with um, her. T- it's called 19, I guess. Okay. Is that the one with that horrible hello song? No, it's not on that one. Yeah, no, not on that album. I don't know any of these songs. And I don't want to hear them either. So so she names her albums with numbers. Well, she named that one with a number. Because she's got one that's uh, it's called thirty. She's got one called twenty-one. She's got one called twenty-five. She's got this one called nineteen. Is that maybe the age that she recorded it? I I don't know. Probably if they're all going up. I know nothing about her. (laughs) Me either. She stinks. That's what I know about her. Uh, this is her big song off of, um, off of her debut 19. Okay. Uh, it's called make you feel my love. Okay. It's almost got a million plays. That's it. A million or a billion? No, 856,000. Okay. Almost a million. 
face And the whole world is on your case I could offer you a warm embrace To make you feel my love All right, that's a bell. Fantastic. Lady Gaga does it a lot better. (laughs) All right. Uh, coming in at 15, Nora Jones. Garbage. <laughs> Come away with me is, is, uh, her debut release. Yeah. She stinks too. Uh, you're not, you're not into the female singers. I am. That's the thing. I am into the female singers, but not, not these particulars, not these ones. No. All right. Uh, here's the title track from that release. Okay. All these slow piano boring. Come away with me. You sure that's not the other one? I was going to say she sounds just like Adele in a way. I was say, same exact voice. Yeah, pretty much. So that's Nora Jones. She, debuted, right. she debuted high on the UK charts uh, at number 15. Okay. Uh, coming in at 14, Ed Sheeran. Ugh, now that's one I know I dislike. <laughs> okay. Ed Sheeran sucks. Well, he must not suck. He debuted pretty high. I don't give a shit where he debuted. He stinks. All right. I, I don't know much about him. I, I, I recognize his face, but I know nothing about his music. Oh, you're going to hate him. Play a little uh, bit. Whatever the well, hit was. Perfect. This, this has got over 2 billion plays. So that means it must be great. 2 billion. Okay. All right. Here we go. I found a love for me Darling, just dive right in Follow my lead I found a girl Beautiful and sweet I never knew you were the someone Waiting for me Cause we were just kids when we fell in love Not knowing what it was I will not give you up this time Wow, that's got over 2 billion plays You know why? Because it crosses a couple of genres Oh yeah? Country people like that, pop people like that Hmm it covers both genres. The worst part is he does it. He's, he's so generic. You know, I, I mean, if I'm going to listen to that kind of music, I'm going to go all the way and listen to like Bruno Mars or something like that, sure. which that debut is probably on this list too. I'd imagine, but oh. we'll see. All right. Well then, uh, coming in at, uh, number 13, mm-hmm. would be the 1988 debut from Tracy Chapman. We got a used car. It's broken down and rusted and shitty and just like my song. 
they're all these all these slow just UK is for faggots. Get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. All right, there you go. There's Tracy Chapman. She, she blows. <laughs> All right. You know the sad truth? I bought that album at one time in 1988. I did. Look, I'm not going to lie. I've made some mistakes in my musical. I sort of liked that song that came out when I was in Korea. Okay. And the PX was kind of limited. So I was always looking for something I didn't know. So I bought that. And, oh, it's a bad record. All right. Uh, coming in here at, uh, number 12, another, mm-hmm. another people. I have no idea. I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about them. Okay. Scissor sisters. Ah, oh, the scissor sisters know nothing about them. Uh, 2004 debut self-titled debut. Um, they kind of look like the B 52s or something. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but. I'm I'm sure it ain't the same scissor sisters I see on Pornhub. So <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Uh here's their big boss hit bound single. I don't feel like dancing. Right. Okay. Might be the cover. kind of like uh, Kylie Minogue. Not going to lie, I'd listen to that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it reminds me of, like her version of Locomotion or something. Yeah, like. yeah. I'd listen to that. <laughs> Just, it's fucking... <laughs> it's homo abba it's okay yeah. yeah so there's your happy little tune from the scissor sisters i'd listen to that if i was in a shitty mood i'd put that on to get me out of it all right um coming in at 11 is a is a old old school guy okay uh mike oldfield with his tubular bells all right 1973 wow i remember this album was pretty big let's see here what was the hit i don't i don't even the name's not ringing a bell Let's see here. It, it was sort of like a concept record. Okay. I just remember. I just remember people liked it because it was kind of a moody, moody thing. It was that a lot of orchestra stuff and that kind of thing, you know. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find something that's like a hit would be considered a hit. Um, 
Well, we'll just play this one here. This is called uh, Moonlight Shadow. I think I know this song. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. The last that ever she saw That's a guy. No, it's it's uh, it's uh, I guess it's his project or his group or something. Oh, okay. Because what's it called? Paul o- Osterfield? No, or something? It, it, no, it's Mike Oldfield. Oh, Mike Oldfield. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just whatever. But that whatever deb- next. It, it debuted high on the chart. All right, good. Next. <laughs> All right, uh, Coldplay. Speaking of exciting bands, <laughs> another one. Uh, their their debut from two thousand parachutes debuted mm. at number ten. Wow! Another another boring band. They stink. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody on this list you actually like. Not many of these. No, I'm starting to think that the people in the UK got some awful taste. Yeah. All right, here's a little bit of cold play. That's enough. <laughs> Don't know much about them either, to be honest they, with you. They stink. Uh 2014's uh debut from the from the artist known as Sam Smith in the Lonely Hour debuted at number nine. Had the ninth highest debut in the UK charts. Any, any thoughts? Isn't Sam? Is he the one that's now a she? I don't know. I think maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I can't keep up with all these fucking artists. Right. Yeah, I don't know anything about Sam Smith. Here's a little. Here's a little taste of Sam Smith. Okay. Yes, it's true. I'm not good at a one-night stand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All these artists sound the same. I'm just waiting for Jax to shoot Gemma as I listen to this. <laughs> well, here's a favorite of yours. I know this is a favorite of yours. He did. Wait a minute. I'm going back to Sam Smith. In 2017, Smith came out as genderqueer, saying, I feel as much a woman as I am a man. Oh, he's gender fluid. Oh, good for him. Her, it, it. whatever. They. Whatever. <laughs> good for they. Good for them. Yeah, whatever. Fruit. All right. Uh, somebody that I'm pretty sure you like. Debuted, okay. debuted at number eight. Okay. Alanis Morissette with Jagged Little Pill. Great album. course everybody knows this one i want you to know that i'm happy for you i wish nothing but the best for you both i know the version of me is she perverted like me all right you know her yeah 
All right, uh, coming in at number seven, I have another artist. I have no idea who this is. Okay. Keen, K-E-A-N-E. You know, I remember this name when I was writing for Scene Magazine. Okay. Like years ago, or maybe not. Yeah, 95. Yeah. I don't know anything about them, but I, I remember way back in the mid-90s, they were popular, right? Well, this, this debut was 04. 2004? Yeah. Hopes and fears. No. Keen? K-E-A-N-E. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Probably. So, uh, I, mean, I just looked them up right now. It says they started in 1995. Yeah, but they didn't they debut. They didn't have an album until probably 2000. Okay. Yeah, yeah, until 2004. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking of somebody else then, I guess, but who cares? It's another gay band, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Here's their popular hit, Somewhere Only We Know. All right. The only reason I know this song is I think they've used it like in commercials. Probably have. I, I, I don't know it from like a commercial. I can't think of where, where I've heard it, but that's keen. All right. Well, I'm keen on never hearing it again. You ever wonder how certain bands or artists debut so high? It's like, what, what is it about them that their debut comes in so high? Who knows? It's just crazy. All right. Well, here's, here's another band. I think, I think you might like them. I'm not positive. Okay. Coming in at number six are the spice girls. Not really a fan. I like looking at them, but musically they were trash. (laughs) All right. Tell you what I want, what I really, really want, what I really, 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 really want. (laughs) They they were garbage, but yeah. I did know them. I, you know, th- that was right when my daughter was like 10 or whatever. So she was all into Spice Girls. Okay. I got to hear that every fucking day. Oh. So forever, a dream of you and me together. Say you believe it. Say you believe it. Free your mind. All right, that's the Spice Girls. Sadly, I'm sitting here singing all the words. <laughs> I, dude, like I said, my daughter was way into Spice Girls, man. I okay. definitely heard it constantly. I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard that song. And that's their. Yeah. It's, that's got the most plays. Uh, that's surprising. Surprising that uh, uh, if you want to be my lover, is that on there? Uh, no, that's not. Then that album must not be on there that has that song. Because that's got to be their number one hit. That if you want to be my lover, 
First, you'll be my friend. All right. Yep. I can't. Don't see it. Wow. That's surprising. It must not. That album must not be on Spotify. Probably not. All right. Uh, I know the name. I don't know anything about this person or band. Dido. Dido? Yeah. D-I-D-O. Was that in the like mid nineties? This came out in 1999. That's a chick, right? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a I chick. Know the name. I just don't know the artist. I believe it's one of them like Lilith Fair type. Yeah, chicks. yeah, yeah. It's a chick. Yeah. I believe it's like a Lilith Fair type of a. Yeah. Well, she, she debuted at number five with her debut release, No Angel. Okay. In 1999. Okay. All right. Let's see here. What her big hit is. Thank you, I guess. Another slow, boring shot song. All these chick singers, man. Yeah, I vaguely remember that song. Okay. So anyway, uh, somebody I think you like debuts at number four. Okay. Any guesses? Female? Hanson. No, female. Oh, female? Older, current, or newer? Well, current. Um, she debuted in 08. Not Hailstorm. No. Um, solo, no solo, solo female. And she did debuted when? 2008? Yeah. She's still very popular today. Um, all right. I don't know. And I'm going to feel like a dummy in one second. Go ahead. Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> she debuted at number four with uh, her album, The Fame. She's solid. I like her. Oh, this is from Star is Born. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? I'll fall in all the that's that song's got almost two billion plays. Man, dude, that song is huge. That's like big in like the karaoke circuit. That's big. And, and look, 
All right. Everybody can, I'll, I'll give you guys the chance before I say it to say, Chris, you're a faggot. <laughs> Feel free. Get it out of your system. Chris, you are a flaming dick sucking faggot. All right. What I'm about to say right now, that song, the album to that, to that soundtrack and that movie are all exceptional. Okay. The, the movie, especially, I couldn't believe how good an actress Lady Gaga was. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, Dice Clay's in that movie too. Dice plays the, the, what the manager or something or the father plays, um, plays what's her name's father. Were you like, did, I know you probably did not watch this. The star is born. The I new did, one. I did not see it. No. Did you watch the original star is born with Chris yeah, Christopherson and, and, uh, what's her face? Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it years and years ago. Did you like that movie? Yeah. I'm not into those type of movies. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a chick flick, but this one better. Does the, it's one of the few, few, few times I'll ever be able to say this remake better than original. Okay. Although the soundtrack to the original is better than this one. Although this one is good too. Like I, I dude, I, how sad is that? That I fucking, I still remember all those songs from that fucking soundtrack, the crippled crow and (laughs) shit like that. All right. (laughs) You know, again, another one, that was an eight track we had in the home and got to hear that a lot. All right. Um, number three, another female. Wow. The, the UK people like their female singers. They like their females. Uh, somebody else. I don't know. 2007 Leona Lewis. Leona Lewis rings a bell, but I don't know who that is. I don't know her either, but I'm going to play a song from her. This one's only, this has got about. 685 million plays. Is that all? <laughs> Leading love. Oh. It's Mariah Carey. Yeah. Closed off from love, I didn't need the pain Once or twice was enough and it was all in vain Time starts to pass before you know it, you're frozen Something happened for the very first time with you My heart melted to the ground, found something true Another chick singer yeah, that stinks. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming in at number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know nothing. I know the name. I've not know nothing about this guy's music. James Blunt. <laughs> Boy, you people in the UK. I, I know we have fans that listen in the UK. What are your friends and family? Because I can't imagine it's you that's listening to us. What are your friends and family listening to? Can't you turn some of them into some metalheads? <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, I now that I see this guy's the the song titles up here, I know this. I know of this song. I I mean, you couldn't get away from this one. Yeah, he sucks so bad. <laughs> Thank you. 
is bread. My love is pure. I saw an angel. His love is gay. He likes to take it in the pooper. <laughs> fucking terrible. And then at number one of all time debut releases in the UK. Uh, something I think that most people could get on board with. It's it's one of those uh one of those good time feeling records. Okay. Meatloaf, bad out of hell. So no Zeppelin, no Beatles, no Wow. They didn't debut that this is a compilation of the uh of the debuts that uh, were the biggest from the top twenty debut records in the UK charts. No shit. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, perhaps curiously, the highest chart position achieved by Bad Out of Hell, described by classic rock as a perfect uh, malaise of 1950s teenage death ballads, Broadway pomp, and head caving hard rock in UK is number eight in, let's see, in the UK is number eight in February of 79, 16 months after its October 77 release in America. The, the album never broke the top 10. No shit. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I love so, the album though. I'm a, it, I'm a huge, I, I'm a big meatloaf fan of the first. Yeah. All right. This is a weird thing. Do you like that album or no? Oh yeah. That, it's, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic album. Did he do anything else that you gave a shit about? Not really. No. Same here. I mean, that album is so good. It's so good. You would have expected there to be at least one more record that was at least good. And, you know, when you listen to Bad Out of Hell 2 or Dead Ringer or any of those records, they all stink. What well, what was the one where was the uh, follow-up, the uh, Back Into Hell? Was it Back yeah, Into Hell? Bad Out of Hell 2, Back back Into Hell or whatever with uh, Life's a Mirror. And and uh, Nothing, I won't, I won't Do Anything for Love. But I won't do that. And what is that? What was it that he won't do? Suck a cock. <laughs> yeah bat out of hell too back into hell yeah boy jackal made a great point no rolling stones no nope. zep no sabbath the who i mean these they are did. huge uk bands yeah they didn't debut high <laughs> jackal this must be from a gay magazine uh, <laughs> could be well, well with this this is this is the official charts company has published the uk's the official all-time debut albums top 20 okay well there we have it that's something all-time top 20 debut releases okay oh so, so all of the uh great bands be it zeppelins or, or the who or rolling stones or whatever, they didn't debut high I guess not. Jesus. All this shit, shit music, just for whatever reason. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not like recent either. It's, it's kind of all over the map. Yeah, it is. Like some of us from the seventies. So, I mean, I mean, you've got, uh, the, the killers in Oh four, you got Oasis in 94, you got guns and roses in 87. Yeah. 
you got that ochre head or whatever you said that guy's name was and 73 yeah uh you've got spice girls in 96 so and and of course you got bad out of hell in 77 so this Mm -hmm. is you know this is spans uh several decades all right to our friends in the uk you and your your parents are fucking idiots That's a terrible collection. Although we're no better though, because honestly, I mean, if you looked at our t- at the U.S. top twenty, I mean, shit like Hootie and the Blowfish would be on that list. That sold like fifteen million records. Well, it's it's not it's it's where they debuted. So it's not sales. It's just no, it's not sales. It's it's where they debuted on the chart. Oh, okay. Their debut oh, okay. release. All right. All right, so that makes sense. So it could just be a good hype machine or whatever. Mm-hmm. They could have shown up. I played the week before on top of the pops or something, and people went out and bought it or something. Sure. So yeah. All right. Well, it's an interesting list, say the least. Wow. Yeah. So little education from our friends in the UK. That's One right. list that I will never revisit again. <laughs> no it's kidding. Just, just like, oof. A lot of, nice. lot of these dirgy chick singers, a lot of these very, very gay pop guys. No. No. Garbage. There, was, there, was, there wasn't anything even worth, you know, mentioning in there aside from the Guns N' Roses and maybe the Bat Out of Hell. Yeah. Lot of this record's good, but that's about it. And then your Oasis record. Yeah, Oasis. Love them. They're great. But the rest of it is just, oof. Yep. Yikes. All right, I'll let you play a tune, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap right. up the show. All right, I mentioned it before. Now I want to hear it. Chris Christopherson from <laughs> Stars Born 76 with Watch Closely Now. So, so, you, want the, so you want the um, the original, huh? Yeah, the original. Watch Closely Now. All right. That's a rocking tune, kind of. I mean, he at All least right. sounds like a man. All right. Doesn't Sorry. sound like fucking James Blunt. Let's see here. No, you're trying to find the original one, right? Yeah, from 76. Mm-hmm. You find the Stars Born from 76. It's track number one. All right. There it is. Chris Christopherson. Let's see if he's got that one. Up oh, there it is. And watch closely now. Yep. All right. Well, here it is. It's uh, Chris Christopherson <laughs> here on your classic whatever show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the classic metal show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job. <laughs> <laughs>